I ain't going to be preaching, so I'm going to be talking. And uh, when I teach, if y'all here on Sunday mornings, my class, well, not my class, my and Steve's class, I like everybody getting involved and if they know what you're talking about. If you don't, I don't. <laughs> some people do, some people don't. But Okay, well, I'm going to read, I'm going to be in Ephesians, fourth chapter, and then I'm going to be a lot of places, but I'm going to be in fourth chapter, one verse, the first verse, four one, and we're going to talk about it just for a second. And then we're going to be seeing exactly what he was talking what we're talking about here okay everybody got it I'm sure I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called let's pray father we come to you tonight father thank you lord for your word father for the message father that you had given to us father we pray to god lord you just don't blow up our hearts tonight and holy spirit of god to come up on me that you might use me in a way to be pleasing to thee father i might glorify your name ask us the name of jesus amen, amen. this is paul writing here to Ephesians. this way it says out there for the prisoner of the lord beseech you that you are worthy of the vocation wherever you are called now what is a vocation? I know some people don't know. I know. What is a vocation to y'all? What do you think a vocation is? A job. a job. But it's a certain job, ain't it? I mean, everybody ain't got the same vocation, right? You know, I worked at a factory for 38 years because it's my vocation. I guess now I do something else. But everybody's got, everybody's got a job. Everybody, you know, that's got a vocation. And what I'm going to be talking about tonight is this here is it's going to be talking about the Christian calling. Everybody that's been born again has been called. If you're a Christian, you've been called. You'll say, what for? Well, we're going to find out. But everybody's been called. But it says over here, that we're going to talk about it. This is in 2 Timothy 1.9. We're going to be in about four, four books very close together. 2 Timothy 1.9. Turn right there with me. Things make a lot of noise. You probably hear me even without it. Everybody got it? Second Timothy 1 9. Okay, it's, and this is what we're going to be talking about is the nature of the Christian calling. It says here, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling. So our Christian calling is a holy calling, right? I mean, when you got saved, it's something, it's something the Holy Spirit, it's holy. And we should act, we should be holy, right? That's what the Bible says. Now, this is what, this ain't just for prayer. Preachers, everybody's got different callings. I mean, preachers have been called, but okay, even singers, I don't know what they call enough. They got a, what I would call a vocation, because everybody can't sing. I'll show you if you want me to. And uh, <laughs> you'd see. But everybody can't sing, everybody can't play an instrument. I tried that. I like seeing how some of y'all play guitar. I'd love to do that. I don't have that got gifts, I guess you get into. But everybody's got a vocation in the Christian life where you're a preacher, singer, teacher, or just a lay member. We all, and I'm going to show you how what it is. Turn in Philippians up 3.14. Philippians 3.14. This is what it says. This is also Apostle Paul. It's going to be Paul's writing. I think as Brother Ricky said, Paul was written to the church. His writings are. If you want to learn about it. It says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. Or it's, it's an honorable calling, isn't it? I mean, it's honorable to be a Christian. Don't y'all think it is? 
know, you seen our Queen Elizabeth when they done all those things over there. I mean, they're honorable. They, they, when they had guards that are they had, I mean, but they was, had to be just so so. You know, they weren't allowed to make a move, nothing, you know, when they come up to the Queen. Or that's what I'm told. I'm sure it's like that. I could probably ask a couple here. I think some dressed up like that. <laughs> Halloween, they asked them if they was like that, but <laughs> I don't think he's in here, though, is he? <laughs> but, it, but it's an honor. It's an honorable an honor to be a Christian. Sometimes we, we just take it lightly, well, we're just a Christian, but it's an honor to be a Christian. Why, why is it an honor to be a Christian? I mean, why would it be? It's a, exactly. It's a God, only God can make you a Christian. No one else can. And now that's an honor. Can you imagine the most holy God and Jesus come die for it? He come down and touched me where I could be a Christian. Now that, that's, I mean, that's honorable. I mean, we don't, we don't, you know, it's not a way you can get there. There's a lot of people trying to get there, but they can't. Also, let's go to 1 Timothy 1.17. We'll get into a little more here in just in a few minutes. 1 Timothy 1.17. 1 and 17 first, what I meant to say. Anybody got it? Somebody read it. So we're serving the honorable master, ain't we? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I almost taught on the Trinity. I wanted to do that. Uh, but it seemed like it just kept coming back to me. So they, they didn't, well, we might sometime, I'm afraid, whoever does it might do it. But so we, we're serving the honorable master, which we know we are. But do we act like he, he's honorable? I mean, man, when they come to the queen, what do they do? They bow. I mean, do we, do we give God our Father that kind of honor? I mean, we should do it all to give him. I mean, he is, I mean, he, is, he, he deserves honor. He's the only one really does. The queen don't deserve like what he deserves at all. Everything. So we serve an honorable God. And it's an honor to serve him. I, that, that's what he's saying here, that the nature of a Christian calling. It, it, I mean, it's just it's the way it should be. But is it like that all the time? Do we act honorable? I could really preach on this, but I ain't going to. I don't think I'm pull this coat hot up here. I mean, I really could preach on I mean, it. You can get started on this if you man really wanted to. But, you know, it's an honor. And it's, he's honorable, and it's an honor for us to, you know, give him praise and glory. I mean, it's wonderful to be able to do that. And we're supposed to do it, right? Amen. Everybody say amen one time. Amen. I just want to see if you still could. I just want to make sure. Okay, uh, this is, I really like this. Let's go to 1 Timothy 4.8. I know some of you ain't going to like this. And 1 Timothy 4.8. It's, it's also profitable, a word that, you know, it's, it's worthy about, makes it, well, I'll read it for you. It says, for bodily exercise profit little. You can tell that by me. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having a promise of the life that now is, and that which is to come. So it's profitable to be a, a, be a Christian, and to act like a Christian, and, and be of honor to one, right? I mean, have y'all be profiting anything from it since you got saved? Okay, and it says right here, look at this, and having the promise of the life that now is. We ain't just talking about going to heaven. We're talking about now. I mean, I've been, since I got saved, my life's been 100% better. I ain't saying that we ain't had rough times. I've had a lot of rough times. And we'll have to, because we're still fighting in the battle here in this flesh, and we're fighting the devil. But it's the best times I've ever had. 
back before I got saved, it was, it was the other way. I wasn't fighting nobody. I mean, I was on the devil's side. I was doing his work. I was fighting her probably before she tried to get me to go to church, things like that. But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't no profit to it. Now, a lot of people, if they exercise, nothing wrong with exercise. It, it says it does profit a little bit. I, I believe it. I just want to say a little bit. I like that. But, uh, cause, uh, but I do. And, you know, you need to exercise. Don't get me wrong. Everybody does. It's good for your heart. That's what the doctors tell me anyway and all these things. But he don't profit half as much as God does. That's a godly thing. That's where the profit comes from. You know, he can he can give you things that exercise can't, can't you? Exactly. Give you eternal life. But even down here, but even before you get to heaven, what does he give you down here for them? Peace. When you go through hard times, peace. And you go, everybody's going to go through hard times sooner or later. Exactly. It don't take it don't take the storms away. It takes you through the storms, always. It never takes the storms away. But why does why don't he take the storms away? Exactly. You get stronger. You get more faith in storms. You learn. Uh, and also, when you go through a storm, when somebody else is going through a storm, the Lord might lead you to help them through that storm, because you've had it. You know, it's white hair. It's I ain't real smart and got a lot of education, but been around for 70 years and, and I've been around much but I've been you know I've seen a lot heard a lot and I know a lot and some stuff I once I didn't know but you know what you know what I'm saying it, I mean it's a, that's what it takes to to be like that is it's just to have the knowledge and to Christian and and would be profitable to you and if I know what I know well when I got saved when I was 28 I want to I know that I was saved back before then I could save me a world of money but I didn't know it, and I, I worked for the devil, and I spent it on everything but what I needed to be spending on. But since then, Lord, He's blessed me, and I just, I've just, He's just blessed me so much. So that's that's the nature of a Christian calling. Also, the obligation of the calling. Uh, you go to Ephesians one seventeen. There's all, you know, what was the calling? There's obligation to a job, isn't it? I mean, if you do anything, it is. It, I mean, it's a. It, here it is, right here. Ephesians one seventeen. That's what I said. Yep, one seventeen. Somebody got it. I've got it. If you ain't, he said that the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelations in the knowledge of Him. In other words, we must study to know what a Christian life should be like. You don't know what a Christian should be like just because you got saved. Did anybody know when you got saved what how you supposed to act? How? Why? Right. <laughs> but you didn't know it before then. Exactly right. That's right. This right here. And that's, that's what it's saying. I tell you what it's saying there. The 17th verse. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him. Well, don't worry. You're going to get the revelation. He reveals things to you through his word. And then the wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, it all comes from God. And that's exactly what we've got to have. I made a lot of mistakes because I thought I was smart, and I wasn't depending on doing it my way instead of waiting on God. And you know, I wasn't much wisdom. That's not. That's not a. You know, that's not. I wasn't doing my job right. I put it that way. Also, in Ephesians three, sixteen through nineteen, it says this: We must eagerly claim the privilege of His calling, and we should. Three sixteen through nineteen. 
is that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his mighty, by his might, by his spirit unto the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And we're obligated to do that, right? I mean, if you're going to be if you're going to be a good uh, basketball player, what you what can you, what's going to make you? If you go play from Kentucky, what are you going to be doing? Seven days a week, most of the time, and sometimes they still don't win. But with with, with the Lord Jesus Christ, you do what He's saying here, do that, you'll win every time. You'll go through battles, but you'll always you might it might get rough, but you'll always come out. If we do his obligation, that's, that's what he said. I mean, we got all, all that he said it was granted to the riches of the glory, the strength of his mind, by spirit, a spirit and inner man. I'm telling you, I mean, we know how powerful God is. So that, is he saying the church, and of course the church is Christians. Church have, has all power, don't they? Well, why don't we use that all power? I mean, we can. The reason why we can't, the same reason that... Uh, I probably never learned to play guitar because I didn't apply myself. I didn't think I could. The devil always said you can't, but God says you can. Now, we can do anything through Christ Jesus with strength in us. That's what the Bible says. And that's what, that's what he's in here. He said he's given all these things. Now, everybody's not going to be a preacher. We don't need all preachers. Everybody's not going to be a Sunday school teacher or a, what, or a piano player or whatever. But everybody can be a Christian and got a job to do. It takes, every, it takes one that sits on it, made us sit back on the very back praying for us today. When she gets to heaven, she'll probably get more crowns than I get. Because she's, she's there every time the door's open. She lives by herself. You know, husband passed away, and buddy, she, she comes in. She's here. She's faithful. Now, that's what a crown, that's who's going to get the crowns, people like that. It's not just necessarily the preacher. We're just doing what God tells us. we got it easy, really. He tells us what to preach, or they should. And, and you look at what to teach, and we just do what he says, and what the people what y'all do with it, it's not up to me. It's up to you. He gives it. I just pass it on. Might not give it like Brother Ricky does or like Brother Caleb. We all got our own different ways that we do it. Everybody's got a personality that uses that reason why he calls different preachers. Uh, someone said one time, well, I wish I could preach like Billy Graham. Or uh, I said, I, I, think I wish I could pre preach like Brother Ricky. He said, well, if that's the case, then he'd make you, make you Brother Ricky. And we sure don't need two Brother Rickys. Mac couldn't handle two of us. I tell you, we're gone all the time. I'll tell you right, it'd be awful. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> but, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Everybody's got an individual, and God needs an individual. I can help people that I've been around when other people came. I've pastored all seven or eight churches. Every one of them's different. Every one of them's, you'll find out one day probably, every one of them's different. And sometimes they get rough. Sometimes that's the reason I talked a lot of, and Brother Rick helped me out a lot of these times the pastoring churches, the things that happened going on. Some of them he didn't know because he never pastored but one. And that's been a blessing for him, I'm sure. But he's gone through about the same thing. Because all trouble, they come to all churches. That's just the way it is. But he gives, he gives us all these things that we're supposed to do. Okay, the next thing, it says this. Oh, we've got plenty of time. Let's go to Ephesians 4, back to 4, 2 and 3. It says this. We must cultivate the spirit of the calling. Of course, I've got the reading, the very first verse. I therefore the prison of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation which we were called. And this is with what with all lowness, meekness, long suffering, forbearing, and other in love, endearing, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and bond of peace. 
Now, Amen. that says it all, don't it? What's that saying? What does it mean, lowness? What's it talking about? Humble? Humble. Humble. Meekness. I mean, long suffering. I mean, sometimes we've got to suffer a little bit in the church. Pastors suffer a lot more than y'all will ever know. Because they know things y'all don't know, and don't know anything they didn't know. But I mean, it, it, I mean it's, they do a lot of suffering you don't know about it, but, but God knows. And that's the main thing. And for and one another love, but you, you know, you've got to love somebody. I've noticed, and I've told I who I was talking to, somebody over here Sunday. I passed a church uh, once, and it's it, it full. I mean, it got fuller on before I left. Anyway, we had this one lady, she's an older lady. She sat right there about where Brother Bill sat. And that's where, that's where she sat. Yeah, but one Sunday, I didn't know it was like that. I mean, everybody sits general. I mean, you sit by where, you know, everybody general, most times, general place. But she was so bad, if somebody's in her seat, she'd tell them to move. And we had some visitors come in, and they were sitting there, and she come up and told them to move. And I, I thought, my. That's what, then I, and then sometimes preachers lose it. <laughs> but no, I didn't really lose it. But, I, you know, I, I said that's not, a, you know, I didn't point her out. But I did say anybody, everywhere you sit, everywhere you can say it. If you can't sit, you can come and step beside of me or whatever. But, you know, it's not a, you know, that's not, that's not I mean, that, that ain't showing nothing. It ain't showing no lowness, no meekness. It ain't showing love. It ain't showing nothing there, is it? That's it. No, we're talking about Christians. We ain't talking about preachers. We're talking about a general Christian. I mean, we should love one another and be humble. And, and you know, this side ought to like this side. It wouldn't hurt her once while y'all to switch sides. If you did Sunday morning, it'd tear Ricky all to pieces. I promise you that. He'll be looking, where's everybody at? Because they done me like that one time. I'm used to knowing where everybody's sitting at. And uh, they always sit on the same side, same place, about every time. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's good when you come together, but you come together with love, and, and, and that's the way it should be, shouldn't it? Ain't that what a Christian supposed to do? Ain't that what Paul, ain't that what he's reading all these things here? I mean, that's a, it's really important that we do these things. Very, very important. Okay, let's go just one more time here. And this is another one. He said, we must form the duties of the calling. The first one, go to Ephesians 4.25. 4.25, if you write the same one. Ephesians 4.25, or 24, I'm sorry, 24. No, 25, it's 25, first in this. It's talking about the civil life. What is, what is the civil life? That you put on a new man, which after God created in righteous and the true and holiness. In other words, when we get saved, do we change in our civil, in our life, not just in church? I see a lot of people change in church, but they don't change in the workplace. You know what I mean? I mean, when I first got saved, it was like I say, I drank because I was in the National Guard one week in a month. They don't do it no more, I don't think. I can say this, I don't know if they do or not. Probably not. Probably do. But, you know, we would, uh, my job was, well, I had, of course, I had a few men under me, but I would always make sure we had something to drink. And, uh, but when I got saved, my life, the civil life changed. I didn't do it no more. They didn't really like it, but somebody else got it. It didn't make no difference, I, but I wasn't going to do it. But see, things change, not just in, not just in the church. It changes in your workplace. It changes in your family. Everything should change uh, when you get saved. That's, that's what he's talking about here, that you put on a new man. Something should be different about you to get saved. Anybody that gets saved, and it's not something you, I don't mean you're going to be perfect. I'm, I'm still not perfect. But something should be a change. If not, you ain't been saved. And I can go to a lot of scriptures and prove that to you. 
not just this one here, there's a lot of them. I mean, if there's not a change in your heart, something is wrong. And that's what, that's, what, that's what he's talking about here. That, you know, that it's, even in a, in, a, in a regular life, it may, it may be religious in the church, but outside the church is where the war is, right? Inside here, and I've seen a few wars in the church, but most of the time out on the outside, when you're fighting the devil, when you work place, how do you act? Do you act like a Christian or do you act like a heathen or the world? Yeah, you don't even have to act like a heathen. You just act like the world. I know a lot of good men. still know a lot of good people that's not saved. Don't curse. Don't fight. I mean, they're just you know, good moral people, but they're still lost. And, still, and see, we as us, as Christians, we can win them over by how, you know, especially if it was one way to turn another way. They said, well, I like the way you change. You tell them the reason why. Then you, you can, it, in one way, I hate to say it like that, one way it's harder to win somebody like that than it's someone else because they think they can get there being good enough. And no one is good enough to get to heaven. Nobody. You got to be born again by the blood. And sometimes it is harder. But that's our job. That's what we're supposed to do. In Ephesians uh, 24, I think I took them backwards. But in 25, it says, Wherefore I put away lies, speaking to every man truth his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And of course, you go back and read that other one. And that's, uh, that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's our life. It also said, Go to Ephesians uh, 6, chapter Ephesians 6, 1 through 9. This is this is what we, this is what you'd call the I think we done talk about the domestic or in the family. Is the children obey? Of course, children ain't down here, but uh, y'all parents, this is what needs to happen. Children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Do you see a lot of that going on today? You probably do. You make your children mine to a point. I mean, mine got away with a lot of stuff. Got away with a lot of stuff back behind my back. I, but I, I know that they wouldn't have. But I mean, you still got to make you still got to make a child mine. I don't mean beat them. You got to love them, but you still got to make them uh, obey. See that's the consequences of sin, right? Okay. It, of course, it's telling children to do that, and, so, and I tell you right now, the children is not going to do that if you don't do it. Because we're all born. I mean, they're going to do exactly what they can do, and you did too, and really we still do. And my wife gets on me all the time. One bother you better slow down. You're going to get a ticket. You're going to get a ticket. Gets on my nerves. Says you know, next time. Next time she's going to drive, but she never drives. And I'm just doing 80 mile an hour. Sometimes, you know, 70 miles, you got to go about nine miles over. You're right, exactly. I said, if I don't, I'm standing with the traffic. And I, uh, I'm telling you, it's just, but yet I'm breaking the law. I really, I mean, it, it, I mean she's right. So you're, I mean, she, she tried to put the scripture in there when she wanted her way. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, but that's our job, you know, to, to tell kids, you know, that there is a consequences when they do something wrong. They should obey your parents. Well, this is right. And then it also said, this is another good one: honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. What is the promise of that? What is the promise? Long live, long life. Honoring your mother and father. Okay. Are you supposed to honor your father and mother regardless? Sometimes it's hard, ain't it? Sometimes they might not deserve it, but they're still your father, they're still your mother. God, the father, he'll take care of that. He'll, he'll take care of that stuff, all that. But you're still supposed to honor them. I mean, uh, uh, and it said you have a longer life. I like God. I want to live as long as I can. I don't want to go past Well, I won't go past He'll take care of that. But, but you know, I, I did honor my mother and father. <coughs> None of, 
best I could to them. I didn't do all what they said every time, but I had consequences to it. A lot of them to denote them, they didn't know everything. But okay, let's go one more time here. What, what else would be in, in this right here? That it might be well with thee, and they might live as long as known earth. And your fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nutrient and mission of the Lord. Fathers provoke not your children to wrath. Can the fathers do that? How do they do it? See, I'm trying to get y'all. How do the father, the father provoke the child? Okay. How does the father provoke a child to anger? Right, not treating them right. And if you whip them, it, you're right. It will that make them mad. But sometimes that's good and mad. They might not think at that time. Exactly. <coughs> right. It's well. I didn't do mine. Well, my dad. He was. He was. You know. He was good. He didn't. Of course, Mama. She's a daddy's work. You know. We didn't do it. Mama. She didn't do a lot to us. But all she done told Daddy, and he done it. But we know that, and we know he's in charge. And you know, we didn't do. I, when I got up older, he didn't. I wouldn't have been around her much. I was gone most of the time. But uh, you know, we're supposed to bring wood in. We'd bring wood in. And if we didn't, well, we just know to bring it in. I think maybe one time we didn't, and we learned then we need to bring wood in because we had a wood <laughs> wood stove. And I didn't think about staying warm, just the warm part. But he, he warmed something else up. <laughs> we brought it in. Of course, the five of us boys was always fussing who time it was, who this or that or whatever. Then we'd have pump water, put in an old ringer type washer and for mama. And, and you got four about five boys. Jim's a lot older enough, but four of them is always a fuss going on who's supposed to be doing it. And that's when that's when the that's when he would step in. And we'd do it. I mean we made sure we did. But you know I honored him but far, but you're right and but every time that he done something he always let me know the reason why I knew but most I knew the reason why I wasn't doing what I was supposed to. Yeah, exactly. I knew exactly. But there's a lot of what I know what Steve. There's a lot of times somebody just grab them up, and uh, I've seen some I like to just grab up and give them, whip them. But until you explain what it is, they don't know. It just makes them mad. Until they explain what they're doing wrong, see, a lot of kids don't know wrong unless someone just tells them wrong, right? That's where that's where you go back up to this other part. Unless you teach a child what's right and wrong. They can do something wrong all the time long. If you don't tell them it's wrong, they think it's okay. And when you give them a whipping for it, they still don't understand. You'll probably tell them after you whip them two or three times, but you know, you, you see what I'm saying? That's really when they need, need to be verbal, they need to talk to your kids. And that's the same way with your wife. When your wife does something wrong. <laughs> but now your wife, and you, that's the same, it works the same way with them. You know, when I do something wrong, she lets me know. She does something wrong, I let her know. And uh, and we get along, but if I don't let her know, I, we won't go there. <laughs> but you see, but see, if, if you talk and work things out, don't you know some things that you just got to talk. And work, any marriage is better when, you, when people talk. But when you get fighting and fussing or fussing, one goes off and pouts, 
Uh, you might get over three days later, but you're better off talking. And I always try to talk. Well, sometimes I do. And, uh, but she does. But we, we, do, we do pretty good. But I've seen couples uh, get divorced over in, over in Pastor's Church, and I'm sure Ricky has. But communication is what you've got to do even between the man and the wife. And your kids, it takes communication, talking. What what you like, what you don't like. It just cause you like it. I mean, she has to like it. The worst thing that we have, and I bet every man raise your hand on this, every man. When we go to eat out, Bowling Green. I ask her, where you want to eat? <laughs> I don't know. Where you want to eat? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. But then when you say, well, we'll go over here. Well, I really don't like that place. <laughs> but it's the best thing, just just go where you want to, and then they'll tell you. I tell you, you don't have to ask them, uh, or, whatever, or vice versa, as far as that goes. Okay, is anybody got that understood on that? It also says this, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Not with eye servants as men pleasures, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. That's when the people you work for, right? You supposed to when you work for somebody, you supposed to give them everything that you got. I don't mean you got to kill yourself, but you know you don't try to uh, take advantage of somebody of your say your master because we don't have no masters. But you know somebody. Well, really, you do. If you're going to work for a wage, you got a boss. You might not call him a master, but he can fire you any time. And and uh, of course, I like I'm working for money, and we we should we should do it. Uh, you know. Uh, According to what he wants us to do, you know, what not much is fear and trembling, but in other words, uh, he's the boss, right? Now, see, after, after SKF, before they closed it down, we had a lot of young people come in, you know, that, that's been a long time ago. And young, and I ain't now all young people ain't like it. We had a bunch of good young people, we had a few come in, they never did have a boss, we had no boss at home or nowhere else. And when they come in, the boss tried to tell them something. They didn't like it. They'd just fly off and someone just walk out, make an eighteen dollars hour and walk out. And that's been a long time ago, and because you know they didn't want to be bossed around. But I guarantee you, everybody's got a boss. Everybody. And we, who's our boss? In a Christian, God the Father, through the Word here. But we, but we got bosses. This year's talking about bosses down here too. You know, Sheila's my boss in some ways. I mean, and I'm her boss in some ways. <laughs> But you know what I mean? But I mean, everybody, everybody's got people they got to look up to. <laughs> okay, let's go a little bit further on this then. What, what does it say the rest of it? Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And your master do the same thing unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in the heaven, neither is there any respect to persons with him. So if we do what's right, it's a, it'll be a blessing to us. Amen. I mean, if we do what's right, even in the world, even the, where I worked at the factory, and I worked up for a lot, and I done always done my job, tried to, and if I couldn't, because I couldn't, but I, I always tried to, and I always, Lord always blessed me. I didn't try to get away. I know I've seen some people walk out there. I ain't kidding you. I've seen people go out there happy wintertime, coats on. When they walk out, they'd be walking like this. They'd stuck, stick toilet paper down their coat to take home with them. Now, that's stealing. I don't care what you call it. I said, well, they got all kinds of it. It's still stealing. Stealing from the master. And I said, that's not right. I mean, it's not, not only that, but I've seen a lot of different things. Boats. I mean, a lot of things. You know, if it's not yours, you take them to the place you work, it's what you call stealing. Is that what you call stealing? Yeah. 
Uh, some, I think one or two got fired over, not, most of the time they get caught. Okay, we gotta hurry up, we got one more, there are two more. Go to 1 Thessalonians 2.12, the dignity of it's called, 1 Thessalonians 2.12. Anybody got it? Somebody read it. Walk worthy. Is that what the first 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 said? Or in Ephesians, that we walk be what worthy of his calling, the vocation was called at. That's right. Worthy. Remember, we should walk worthy. I mean, we should be. Uh, how, how would you describe what is worthy? Well, let me ask this. I turned factor. We had a. I don't always go to factors. I've been there t- uh, 38 years. You know, some people could do like, well, I was a PA, you know, working on mechanical things, and some better, some other. Some of them were really good. I mean, we had some out there maintenance. They could, you know, they could just electrical and everything. And, uh, and they got bragged on. But, boy, they were this, you know, that big hot stuff, 440 and all that. You know, they knew what they was doing. You know, they just, you know, they was proud. And I was proud of there, too, because I couldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it. You know, that's sort of the way it is. The Lord, the Lord want, we know we should be just like that. We love him so much that we walk worthy. And let's go to this last one right here. This is the object of his calling, 1 Peter 5.10. Okay, this is what it says, 1 Peter, no, it's 2 Peter, I'm sorry. But the God of all grace, who have called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish and strengthen you, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. That's the object of his calling. What does it do? We're going to suffer some down here, ain't it? All Christians are going to suffer, but suffering makes you strong, right? And we don't like suffering, but... Uh, Anybody has it made all their life. I'll give you an example. It ain't me. I don't know too many like that, but probably a few that's got money. You know, maybe their parents are filthy rich. Never have to work. Got everything to give to them. They don't know what it's like to go out and just really work. You know, it, it feels good. I mean, we cut tobacco, and uh, I hated cutting tobacco at that time. I liked to get a folder and I got the money for it. But uh, I felt good to go out there and cut it and see it. When you look at the feeling, it's all gone. It really looked good, and you went up, to, and you, uh, up hanging in the barn. You know, it just made you feel good that you got it up there. That's why every kind of work you do it the same way. You don't care what, what kind of work you do. Uh, any, anything like that. If you, if you see something that you accomplish, it makes you feel good, don't it? And say anything we do for God, and make, you know, and do for Him, and we accomplish what He wants us to do, it's going to make who feel good? God. And us too, right? You're us too, but it'll make God feel good. And, he's, and like I said, we've all got a calling. I don't care. I know Sheila, she sent out cards. She sent out six today. One she sent out two. I didn't know what to think about sending her out. She does it. She's done it ever since I've been, since I know, even before we got married. I mean, before we got, I got saved. I think she's done it, didn't you? You know, she's always doing it. I know I bought stamps. I was fussing at it at that time. But, uh, 
they weren't too high back in those days, but she just she always said, that's a cost, you know, it helps when you get a card. You remember got a card and you're sick or down and out or depressed or lost someone or something like that? It helps, don't it? Just a little card. Just don't have to say nothing, just a little card. She does it all the time. Different, not just people in this church, there's other people everywhere. But that's, you know, that's a calling, that's a vocation, and, it, and, uh, and God can use that. Right. Anybody else think I'm going to add to something this? But I ain't got nothing else. Do y'all feel like I got you calling up? Go ahead. Zach, you know. Amen. And uh, can we do that? Yeah, if he didn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell us we could do it. Exactly. Some people say, well, you can't be holy. Well, we, we can't be, but he's holy. And if we try to be like him, our flesh might always be holy, but the inward part, whoever who's in boss, the spirit inside of you, the Holy Ghost inside of you, rules you, or your flesh rules you. Yeah. How many does that? Yeah, well, we all try to. I, you know, I do. I, re, I repent, and then maybe three hours down the road, I'll see something or something come up, and I, I'll lose it just a little bit. I don't care. I ain't talking about cussing, but just, you know, get idle thoughts on your mind. And uh, there I go back, and I got to repent again. And say, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Exactly. He done exactly right. So we know we're not going to be perfect, but we should be more like Jesus that they could see a Christian that we are a Christian and what, and what we're here for and what's your vocation. In other words, you, uh, you go to church, but uh, you don't want to say, what church you go to? Well, you, I'm a Christian. And, of course, they probably know you go to a Baptist church. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, they need to see it in you. You shouldn't have people. I've heard about Ricky preach the whole lot here in the life a little bit. You shouldn't why I have a shirt. And I like a shirt. Nothing wrong with them saying I'm a Christian or whatever. That's good. I for witness someone else. But I want to see them. I want to see it in me, just the way I act and way I, and because they they've seen it the other way before. And if he, if they live with me long enough, they probably see a little of the flesh come out of them once in a while. That's the reason why some things that you do at home, better keep it at home, right? Have you ever seen somebody get up and say something in church and already kept their mouth shut? Because what it done, it kills the surface. I think Ricky said a few down himself, and he needed to. I've had to do it maybe once, but it, you know, it, it has nothing to do with, with God. You know, they're building herself up, and we should all be building. Joe, I don't know who you was for a long time. Who is that girl back there? I kept looking. Who is that? I didn't know who she was for a long time. I just recognized her. Yeah, anyway, it was. I'm through. You make a thing I'm going to say before we leave. Go ahead, brother.